as Alpha Male Coyote led the way, the rest of the pack yipping their hunting cry fanned out to either side and behind him. A half mile from where John watched and waited, a low growl from Coyote silenced the pack. A person watching might have seen an occasional dim outline or a fleeting shadow as the pack passed in front of him. John leaned against the same boulder that the rifle was resting on, not only for warmth, but his cold hands were shaking and he wanted to have a steady aim for the shots that he was going to make. Like his instructor had told him, when you have limited ammunition, don't spray the scenery and pray for a hit. Instead, make every shot count. As he waited, John counted and memorized each bare spot amidst the brush and rocks that he could see. After going over them several times, he ran what he knew about skinwalkers through his mind. The only time they are vulnerable to guns, knives, or spears is during their transformation, he told himself. But there has to be another way of dealing with them. If you can't use weapons, why not your hands? whispered Sharon in his ear. John was about to answer when he realized that one of the bare places was occupied. Depending on instinct, as he was unable to use the sights in the low light, John fired and was rewarded with a yip of pain. His night vision ruined by the muzzle flash when he fired, John closed his eyes and counted to ten. When he opened his eyes, his night vision restored, he saw a closer target and fired again. This time he must have grazed the coyote as it ran crying into the night. The third shot splattered rock chips that blinded a coyote in one eye, and the fourth shot was right on target as the coyote fell without sound. Then the remainder of the pack was gone. It took a few moments for John to realize it was over. There were no more living targets in his field of view, nor did he see any when he cautiously peeked around both sides of the rocks that guarded his hideaway. Coyote, because of his wounded leg, fell more than leaped from the top of the rock. John, seeing the movements from above jumped back, bringing the rifle up in both hands to break Coyote's fall. The beast fell on its side, and John shot it four times as fast as he could squeeze the trigger. But the beast seemed only to smile as it got slowly to its feet. Sideswiping its head with a rifle's steel butt plate, John knocked it down again, but a sharp fang sliced a gouge along his forearm before he could recover from the swing. With a scream of rage and pain, John dropped the rifle and leaped on the downed animal, his hands wrapping around the thick furred neck. The beast began to struggle, the claws on its good hind paw ripping through John's shirt and into his chest and stomach. A swipe with the talons of a front paw that had it connected would have blinded John barely missed. Shifting his grip on the beast's throat to one hand, John smashed down on its mouth with a grapefruit-sized rock he had snatched up. There was a satisfying crunch as one of the beast's upper fangs broke off. A whine of pain mingled with a roar of rage. Coyote placed both rear paws on John's stomach, kicking him back against the rock. Jumping to its feet, Coyote ran limping into the night. Exhausted and bleeding, John wanted only to sleep. If the pack returned tonight, they could have him. He was too tired to care. From the darkness came a voice. Tomorrow we finish this, my brother. It will sadden me to take the life of so great a warrior. Your lives will not save you, replied John. Sing your death song. Tomorrow you die. In the darkness, Coyote laughed.